Hello, I'm Meg Walker and welcome to My Kind of People. Join me as I speak to leaders and community members across the world who all share a passion for positive change. Each week we'll explore the power of community, leadership, passion and positivity and the beauty that can be created when these values come together. Each guest has been a big inspiration to me and I'm grateful to call them my kind of people. I hope they'll be yours too. I'm so excited for us all to connect really soon, but until then, I'm sending big love, good vibes and positive energy. Who are your kind of people? In this episode, I'm excited to introduce you to Stephanie Margeth, who is a person with a huge heart and many talents. They are a life coach, a breathwork facilitator, an actor, an author, basically just a powerhouse creative. And we are fortunate enough to be able to get to learn to know them better today. Steph is a beautiful soul who uses their energy and work to make others feel seen, heard and valued. Mm. They are a gift and they continually use their own gifts to help others. So I'm incredibly grateful to welcome Steph into this community. They are most definitely my kind of person and I know they will be your kind of person too. So welcome to the podcast, Steph Margaret. Jesus Christ, what an introduction. (laughs) Holy cow. I'm like overwhelmed. I need a a minute, Megan. (laughs) Take it. This was, wow, wow. (laughs) I'm going to re-listen to it and write everything. You should just sit down and like hang it next to my bed in case I'm in a bad mood. Yeah, wow. please, please do. Thank you for having Thank me, Meg. You. Oh, you are so welcome. So excited to have you. You are so welcome. Yeah, all, all facts, all true. So thank you so much for sharing your time and energy with us today. Your work and energy is so needed in the world. And yeah, I'm just really happy to learn to know you. So thank you for reaching out. As we were talking just beforehand, you have been a popular request to be a guest <laughs> on the podcast. And wow, thought, yeah damn I need to give the people what they want I need to check out this awesome human and Mike I should trust my community more they're absolutely right you're awesome Mm -hmm. Mm. (laughs) and boom there I was in your inbox (laughs) yes exactly so this is something we're talking about it was crazy I always talk about on the podcast I'm sure the community are sick of it of like how incredible the universe is and how the universe delivers and I'd had multiple people oh my god you need to have Steph as a guest check them out so I said okay I will and then magically I have a message from you crazy in my inbox and yeah there we go and now we're here so yeah I've been checking out some of your work and some of your posts online and it's so authentic and powerful and healing and um yeah I I can't wait to keep learning from you moving forward so that's my side of how I came across you but I'm so intrigued to know like what is your side how did you end up in my inbox um I think I found you through either was it that's a good question either it was some someone in my community posted your podcast I don't remember but this is how it happened. And then I checked you out and then I listened to a couple of podcasts and I'm like, damn. And then I, like, I just really, really loved your energy. You're so, like, just raw and authentic also. And, like, the kindness is just, it's so present and intense. And I'm like, yeah, 
and even if I if I just say hi and we have a little connection, that's that's basically why I reached out. I didn't reach out for the purpose of this, mm. but just to tell you that I think you're awesome. And but yeah, here we are. Thank you so much. It was what a lovely message to receive. It was such a kind message in my inbox and it meant the world. So I'm so glad we could start talking. And then, yeah, here we are getting to learn a little bit more about each other. So, yeah, thank you for taking that first step of reaching out. And to begin our Hmm. education on Steph, I would love to know where you have grown and flown. So where did you grow up and where would you consider home now? Oh God! Um, <laughs> I, I grew. Um, yes, exactly. Here we go, right in the deep end. I've grown up in uh, Bavaria. That's this is southeast Germany. The south of Germany is a lot of times associated with the south of the states, which means redneck country. Sorry, that is insulting to someone, but like in the best and in the worst ways. And so I grew up you know, very religious villages we moved a lot so um, gypsy life is normal for me or was until a decade ago i grew up in a roman catholic household most of my family works for the institution (laughs) and yes grew up with basically hunters fishermen Uh, this was my childhood i basically was raised in that sort of atmosphere um where i am now is Again, Bavaria, but I lived in Canada the last two years. Before that, I lived in Texas for a year. Um, I had a, oh my God, I almost said popular YouTube channel. Well, I'm just going to say it. I did have a popular YouTube channel where I was called A Girl in the Wild, where I basically made trips through the wilderness and teached survival skills, wilderness skills, all that. So my home for most of the last 10 years was on the road and just earth. And um, I'm going to move back to Canada in a couple of weeks. Oh, my God. (laughs) And um, where home is, is I don't know. Mm -hmm. I don't know where home is. It always feels like it when it resonates with me, when I feel aligned with my environment. But I don't have a set place. And I'm glad that I don't have. But part of me also is kind of trying to call that in where I can settle and mm. just have my tribe, my soul family and my, my people around me. Um, I know I'm always going to be a vagabond um, and not completely, completely settled, but I want some sort of base. And I don't know where that is. Maybe it's Vancouver. Who knows? Who knows? Beautiful. Mm. I love that. Yeah. Exciting. An exciting position to be in. Mm-hmm. And where in that journey then from Germany to Canada and the unknown did you start to develop your passion for coaching and healing work have you always seen yourself in a type of coaching no. role or as a healer no as a healer a couple of years ago I think I realized that I have a passion when it comes to that I think before that it was people pleasing mm. and um, until I healed myself I could approach all of this in a more healthier way a way where there's an exchange of some sort, either money or giving back or, you know, mm-hmm. but not just one way, because that's very exhausting. And I've only discovered the coaching thing probably beginning of this year. 
Okay. So I was coaching people unconsciously all the fucking time. Here we go. Here's the fuck one. Um, <laughs> didn't take too long. Three minutes in. Yeah. Um, so I was um, coaching people for a long time without realizing that that's a, a thing, a, a word, a profession. And um, after I kind of hit rock bottom beginning or end of last year because I left my relationship and that was very traumatizing how it went down so I kind of went into the dark night and when I came out of it I just had the urge of giving and healing I'd always have that urge but now um, I really worked hard on my confidence the last month this is something very very new and I'm still learning how to take up that space without feeling guilty for it Mm, um off, right <laughs> yeah and like to feel like okay I am the right person for this and that there's a lot of like like I did the breathwork instructor um, certificate like three months ago wow okay this is all very new and I felt like I'm just gonna do that certificate and then teach people to breathe and that was like the tip of the iceberg and the bottom of it was the inner work that I had to do yeah. And myself to embody someone who could actually do that. <laughs> that was the most work. Yeah, a lot of people don't realize if you're in any coaching role, doesn't matter what field you're in, you need to have been doing the work yourself. Yeah. And it's a continued lifelong learning. Yeah. You know? It can start with certificates to actually be able to even practice, but it's a lifelong learning of continuing to work on your yourself working on your own blind spots to then be able to coach coach others as well um continued learning so congratulations for the start of your journey it's very exciting thank you and i'm interested then so when you had your youtube channel and it was quite popular by the sounds of it even in that and with the response you had to that did you still not see yourself did you not realize you were actually coaching people no I didn't my focus most of the time was on acting Mm -hmm. and trying to be in a sort of creative job and um so no I was I was so busy with my own mental health and struggling so deeply with Mm -hmm. depression and anxiety and PTSD that I think like you're just not in a place where you can take care of other people that was only very very recently where I really could embody that from a, a good mindset and not from a, um, I want to give to people, I want to feel worthy, I want to feel like I'm needed, I want people to look up to me, all of that. If I would have started a year ago, two years ago, that would probably have been my energy. Mm-hmm. And now it's very, very different because I was very humbled by what I've gone through. And so, yeah, and my, my life coaching, I did that for years and now I have a certificate, which doesn't mean anything really, but it's sort of made it, I think, official for me because I went to a university where I studied that all and I just feel <laughs> more legit. I don't know. It's probably my German brain. I'm like, I need it on paper. Otherwise, it's not a thing. <laughs> I think a lot of us can relate. A lot of us can relate. What a beautiful journey and with the breath work when did you personally learn about breath work and realized its importance what role has that played in your own life 
I think I discovered it a couple of years ago with Wim Hof. Yeah. Right. Did you too? I'm a um, yeah. So I'm a big Wim Hof fan. So I've been having cold showers doing the cold water therapy oh, for about. The best. I'm gonna say like coming up to three years now. Yeah. Wow. So, and I started that phase by initially doing a little bit of breath work. Me too. And then from there, yeah, great. Yeah, I started so, yeah. also with the showering like cold water mm-hmm. and not just showering like anywhere there's cold water i jump in it's insanity um i love it it's the best feeling in the world mm-hmm. like once you overcome that and like just can get out of your head when you're in the cold water oh my god people you listening try it out please <laughs> yeah i personally <laughs> find it so healing and so mm-hmm. that's how you initially started the breath work. That's how I heard of it. Mm-hmm. And then um, I've heard through it a couple of other times with like people who practice yoga, but I haven't. I, I think it was just part of my meditation practice, my morning practice. But when I, when I got really into it was this year um, because my nervous system was so dysregulated and out of whack. And I really researched what, what can I do about this? Because um, I didn't want to go to traditional therapy. Not that I'm not saying this is only about my journey. Of course. You're listening this and you decide, you know what's best for you. And then, yeah, when I started doing that certificate, then it really blew my mind. And that was when I, now I do it daily. Mm. It's not even a thing that I think about. So I do it in the morning, I do it in the evening. And then when I have bigger things, sort of coming up I really have to do a session for like three four hours and yeah cry it and scream it and yell it and release it out and that has been the the most mind-blowing therapy and healing impact that breath work had that do you do it sometimes yeah so thank you for sharing that by the way it's wonderful to hear how you've progressed with it uh, yeah, definitely breath work, something that's become very important to me. It's something that I, I need to be working more consciously on. I've realized mm-hmm. lately that I've lapsed in it. But I think Wim Hof can be seen on quite the extreme end of breath work. Yeah, because he is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I love him for it. I absolutely love him for it. And yeah. um, so that's how I initially started to get. And I kind of did that more as a tool to get into the cold water therapy work. Right. But when I, what I realized when I did it is being so aware, you have to be so aware of your breath when doing it. And I think that was such a gift from the Wim Hof method of Mm -hmm. realizing that when you step into cold water, the first thing you do is kind of freak out a bit because it's so cold. Mm -hmm. And what is your breath doing in those moments? Because you, you freak out a bit, your breath's going all over the place and then actually trying to focus on your breath and regulate it more noticing the difference in myself of what that did with my body I think that Mm -hmm. was such a gift and a key and then shortly I think about almost six months after I started with that I had my first 10-day meditation retreat and that was did you do have a personal retreat I did do have a personal retreat yeah Jesus (laughs) yeah it was full-on but that changed my life in I, Mm -hmm. I, I still can't put into words how that changed my life it completely Um, and that is completely the opposite end of the breath work and that's more anapana breathing so with that Mm -hmm. you're just concentrating on your breath you just keep bringing it back to the same area and you're not 
pushing anything with it it's not you're taking right. three big breaths in three big breaths out you're literally just breathing but being conscious of it so it's um, about awareness yeah all about awareness and realizing mm-hmm. that so yeah I'm, at the moment I've just been trying different breath practices to find what feels most right for me but Wim Hof is a fantastic way of really starting to look at that and get into that and then for yeah. the meditation retreat being able to realize more subtle breath and what it's doing but yeah I wow. definitely realize when I'm struggling I try and look back at my breath and I'm like it's all over the place you know it's crazy it blows my mind also that we're not educated about this fact yes um and like to just understand how our body works and what, what happens when you are in fight or flight. What happens when you are in fear, when you're pushed into your survival brain? Because I feel like, oh my God, so many diseases and so many mental illnesses could be healed or at least regulated only through breath work. Yeah, it's no, I agree. Crazy. And then, as you said, when you go in the cold water and you're like, ah, you start to panic. But when you overcome that and when you like sit it out and just focus on your breath, like the power that you have over your freaking body mm-hmm. and over your emotions is like mind blowing. I think a lot of people make fun of breath work because it seems so new agey kind of, it's so old. It's That's so the thing. Old, right. <laughs> Yeah. And um, yeah, I'd like whoever's listening and it's, it's, it also depends like figuring out your breathwork style also depends for what you need it. Do you want to regulate, like downregulate your nervous system or do you want to, do you need to be more here? Do you need to be more alive? Oh my God, blows my mind, blows my mind, blows my mind. Yeah, I think it comes in really nicely with meditation as well. And like you said, I, I think what you said was really interesting of it depends kind of where you're at. And I, I agree. I think it's worth seeing what methods work for you and also what kind of is your mental state at the time. Yeah. You know, if you've got a, such a crowded mind at the moment and lots of thoughts going on, it's very it's actually very difficult to sit and look at the subtlety of your breath when you've got so much going on yes. sometimes you do need something with a bit more instruction and a bit more extreme to exaggerate that breath and make it yes. very obvious before then you can bring it back in and actually be a lot more subtle with it but like yeah. you said I think more awareness is becoming there's more and more people speaking about breath work mm-hmm. so I think that part is new but actually it's literally the oldest thing we have since humans yeah. were alive because the only yeah. thing well the main thing we all share in common is that we're all born with breath and we die with our last breath (laughs) you know yes yes we all have a breath Um, and and it doesn't discriminate you know no (laughs) you don't have a christian breath or a jewish breath or Mm, a german breath or an english breath you know it's you just you're you're human we all share oh my god the fact we have the breath yeah you're alive yeah, and alive. you're you're you are breathing life, and life is breathing you, and that is us. Period. Yeah, and I I completely agree with you. I think education is so important. Yeah, it, it's literally I like, what keeps us alive, and we don't really talk about it. <laughs> le- <laughs> so legit, I'm like, yeah, you can drink now for three days, eat now for three weeks, then you're gonna die. But try hold your breath for ten minutes. Yeah, you're gone. 
Mm, and um, well said. The idea that yeah, I think the easiest way where how I bring it to people is because a lot of people are like suspicious about it or don't trust it. But everyone I tried it, everyone that I've guided through breath work, I'm just gonna say it like broke open, mm. and they all crashed. And that's people with recent trauma and people with trauma that was buried for 30 years. Mm. This is not some juju, like legit. This is, oh my God, I think we're going to talk about breath work for three hours. <laughs> but it's <laughs> we'll so powerful. We'll create a podcast series, yeah. Yeah, it's so <laughs> powerful. Like if you go in a room, you feel something weird, your breath changes. So your mind and your breath are deeply connected. That also means it goes the other way. It also means that with your breath, you can control your mind and how you're feeling. This is so powerful. We're so powerful and we're so brainwashed and far away from all of that. And we have so much power and control over our own healing. Oh, I'm firing up. Can you tell? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I love it. No, I love it. And I hope anyone listening can, you know, even if you're not really into breath work and don't have a practice, even if the next week you can just be conscious of your breath and see when, when you're happy, yes. what is your breath doing? Or if you feel a bit anxious in a situation, what's going on? And just notice those subtleties if you can and how it's changing. Yeah. Because it's powerful. And mm-hmm. like you said as well, when we do trauma is a scale, right? And it's, it's relative. It's what could seem a small trauma to someone else could be huge to another person. Mm-hmm. Um, and we don't talk about those responses enough. You know, is it fight? Is it flight? You could freeze. You could fawn. Like, which four of those are you doing? And what is your breath happening? in those moments you know that's can yes. be hugely important and a massive tool in those moments oh my god massive. and like do you have my best friend has insomnia since 30 years basically wow i know so many people and that heal those kind of stuff mm. no other doctor could find out what the hell was going on and what, what, what is wrong with their organs because they couldn't test it you can't you can't find drama on a when you measure it yeah you can't Mm. and a lot of people like heal some really huge stuff which means in a smaller picture that you can also heal like more subtle stuff Mm -hmm. yeah go breathe and if you don't know how to do it reach out i'll guide you through it yes please do um it's such important work so thank you for sharing your thoughts on that um definitely enlightening and i think something hugely important and I think we need more education on it one so people can learn but also kind of break that taboo off it's not even a taboo it's the breath everyone does it right (laughs) I think when we don't know about things we can be scared of things and there's a lot more fear there whereas if we can educate people more on it and you know it's it's madness really if you walked into a store and said to people like guess what I've got a cure for most things it's going to make you feel better. It's completely free. It's 100% accessible and everyone oh my can do God. it. <laughs> There'd be people, people lining like, up in the streets for it. <laughs> yeah. Or people would like be suspicious about it because it's not how usual healing works because a lot of the times you just have to invest years and a lot of money, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of money. Mm-hmm. And it seems so impossible and out of reach. That's the, that's the thing. Yeah, we have to like push it. Like almost push it onto people a little bit. Mm-hmm. 
Exactly. So it's more um, more out there. Definitely. So yeah. thank you for being one of those people that is sharing the good word and including that in your work. And would you consider yourself a spiritual person? What does spirituality <laughs> mean to you? Do I consider myself a spiritual person? Let's, can we define that? Do you mean if I have spiritual practice? Define it how you like. What does spirituality mean to you? I mean, every breathing thing on this planet is a spiritual being. That is my reality that I live in. Um, mm -hmm. So yes, of course, I am a part of spirit. I'm part of all of this, of this massive consciousness. I am a spiritual being. And I am, on another level, maybe that's more of an answer, I'm connected to that fact mm. that I am that. And um, my spiritual journey which is so many things, but the biggest thing is to know that I'm part of something bigger than myself. Yeah. And yeah, that opened up the gates to everything that opened up my understanding for other people, my conditioning, my brainwash, my gaslighting, my, like the small box that I was put into, right? Like all of us. And um, it opened up the ability to really understand and learn what love is mm. and what joy is and what connection is and what belonging is belonging jesus christ i could have never found that and like through whatever we're pushed into to, to find that through work through money through material stuff that only that that deep sense of belonging only came out of my spiritual journey because it wakes you up that is the main thing everything I, everything before that I felt like I was like sleepwalking through life and when I started like this is my main goal I just want people like to be your consciousness is everything mm. every try to be conscious as much as you can and like when you vow to that don't fall back asleep to anything and that everything everything that you need that you think you need that you think you lack is going to come in that space all the answers yeah beautifully said your definition is similar to mine i feel and do you, do you think you were always aware of that spiritual part of you especially if you said did you say you were grow you grew up in a like a roman catholic catholic background? yeah were you aware of your spirituality then? Could you separate the two? No, I didn't know what spirituality is. I, I think I always associated spirituality with hippies. And, yeah. yeah, you know, another brainwash. And because I grew up very religious, I left the church when I was very early for enough reasons. Let's yeah. just say that. Um, but because of that, because of how trapped I felt, Anything that had to do with something higher, with something bigger, with praying, with anything like that, I like I turned my face away completely from it, mm. and I didn't want ha want to have anything to do with any of it. <laughs> so spirituality was not in my in my viewfinder for a really long time. Yeah. Um. Until something like 
really painful happened and that catapulted me into asking bigger, bigger questions. So yeah, that is a like four year old journey, maybe. Very new. Beautiful. Yeah. Did you always know about your spirituality? Yeah, I think for me, I think definitely stepping into my spirituality and really I, I, something I talk about a lot is that there's like an intellectual understanding of things and then there's an experiential understanding. Mm-hmm. And I think my experiential understanding, like really feeling and embodying the spirituality in myself, I think is a very new journey, probably similar oh, to wow. about the last four or three years. But from as young as I can remember, I've always believed on on what facts, I don't know, but I've always believed there's something bigger than myself. Like there's something (laughs) greater. There's like a higher force. I just didn't know what, like I didn't, I didn't grow up in a religious household. I mean, we were baptized, but I, as kids, I, I never really, I, I always found it difficult to, I respected all religions and I actually found it really fascinating to learn about religion. Mm-hmm. But I never found it accessible to myself. Interesting. Um, and I think the, my issue had been growing up with finding like accessibility is I think you've got religion and then you've got kind of, the institutions it can fall in right so I struggled to I I didn't necessarily not believe in a god I believe there definitely was something higher than myself but I Mm -hmm. I struggled to find god in a church in a building Mm -hmm. I struggled I struggled to find god within Christianity Mm -hmm. and that's not to say I don't agree with Christianity I'm open to all religions um, yeah. And I think there's a I, truth in all of them. Yeah, there's a truth in all of them. I respect them all. I've got many of my friends that they've been so kind to me and I've loved learning about their religion. But yeah, for me personally, there was for a while like a disconnect with myself and this idea of God. But at the same time, still believing that there is something bigger and right. greater than me and like a creator of sorts. So it's only really been the last, yeah, probably four, five years where I've actually in myself, almost like a knowing of that is something bigger and greater than myself and the idea of how the universe works to help you, like everything to help you. Um, And actually believe So overwhelming. You know, you you can be like, yeah, no, I see that logic and I, whatever, but actually like feeling it and it being a truth in your heart. Yeah, it's that is the thing, like not funny. not understanding it rationally, but like when you feel it in your heart, you know it's true. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I think the key, I don't think that's happened by accident. I think the key of the reason it's been the last few years where I really experienced that and felt that embodiment is because of going on my own like healing journey and the meditation mm-hmm. work because I think until I started meditation it was the first time where I really was being very introspective like actually yeah. looking inside myself rather than operating on all these exterior things yeah you know it's the first time I was actually going inside myself and looking for my own answers that's everything yeah no I, I uh, in general I think <laughs> And it's interesting that you said um, you always believed in something higher 
without having a sort of proof or logic explanation for it. So that means mm. it is there. Yeah. Always, right? Mm, I love mm. that. No, I, I didn't think of it like that. Thank you for pointing it out. It's, it's powerful. And ironically, when I started like looking inside myself and actually looking inside myself, the answers, that's where I felt the most connected now to the outside world. Yeah, Which, the journey, a, yeah. a lot of people avoid that for that reason. They're worried that, that they, you know, it's kind of like a Pandora's effect. If they start looking at these things, then you're going to release all of these other thoughts and yes. fears. But actually, and like there'll be a disconnect there. But actually, by doing things oh like God. meditation and my own healing work, I actually, the more I've gone inside myself, the more connection I felt to the outside world. Because you have that deeper connection with yourself now. Mm hmm. Exactly. And that, um, like, maybe it's just like being really conscious yeah. and um, awake more. And I'm not using the word enlightened um, because I'm taken far away from that. But I, I can deeply relate to that. Like the more aware I became of myself, of all aspects of myself, my, of my lights, of my shadows and my, my, my pride and my shame. Uh, the more I could openly look at other people without being scared and without being judgy or like having a bunch of filters because I was more open and in touch with myself. And yeah, damn. When you go inside and start there, your whole life changes. Everything changes. And yeah. that's the one thing I think a lot of people so afraid of because they think they're only going to find stuff that's going to hurt them even more or confirm something which they have an idea about that they are mm. and you're always only going to find the opposite I promise you <laughs> I okay. promise you you're going to uncover all the lies and all the things that you start believing your conditioning just being come up, becoming aware of your own conditioning that you're brainwashed yeah, it's uncomfortable. It's very painful. It's also very beautiful. Oh my God, I could talk about this for hours. <laughs> Me too. No, it's so well, it's so well said. And I remember having this almost, almost like pushed myself back with the thought and the realization of, I spent my whole, and I love people. I, I, I adore people. I love connecting yeah. with people. But I realized I've spent my whole life learning about other people and taking so much of their opinions on and their views of the world that I've spent like 28 years in this body as this person and never actually taken the real time to exactly. get to know me and who exactly. I am so I was like that's madness but this madness and everyone does it mm. everyone does it so no one does the only thing that we're supposed to do the only thing that will make you live your life. Otherwise, we, we only live someone else's idea, someone else's dream. It is insanity. And when you wake up to that, like when you see that, that you've, it's like in a hamster wheel, right? You're trying to get love and worthiness and belonging from all the external things that you think they're going to give it to you. And it's never enough, never enough, never enough. That whole scarcity feeling of, mm. and it is never enough. Yeah. It is never enough. I don't have enough money. I don't have enough friends. I don't have, and you break it down, you break it down, you break it down. And what it comes to is I'm not enough. Yeah. 
because everything's attached to external deliverance, obedience, bleh, to all that crap. Mm-hmm. And when you go inside and you feel like that's re- literally a practice, that's not just going to happen. You're going to be oh, amazing for the rest of your life. But when you realize that you are enough, if you have money or not, if you work a great job or not, if you sell lemonade on the side of the road for the rest of your goddamn life, if you have, if you think you're ugly or not, it, it doesn't matter. That's the enoughness. It's like it came because you're born you're worthy and you're enough and no one can take that away nothing external can take that away and when i realized that oh my god the freedom and the relief that came with that yeah and it's an ongoing practice yeah and like keep reminding myself feel that man it's powerful yeah you felt that too eh yeah getting there still very much on my journey and there's good yeah. days and bad days but to that first actually experiential feeling of wow and that excitement of oh, yeah. I'm actually <laughs> gonna get to know me mm-hmm. I'm, I, I'm in this body I spent all of this time like wow. looking exterior to myself and who am I what do I want what's my purpose who is Meg it's exciting very exciting i'm still on that journey too Mm -hmm. but like knowing that i have the freedom and that i don't that i'm not scared anymore of disappointing other people because i'm doing that Mm. and that i in the end know that all people around me will only only be good that i'm doing this yeah i think once that plant that seed is planted and even sometimes i fall back asleep and i i'm back in the in the lie once that seed is planted it's it's done you you're never gonna go fully back to sleep i'm so proud of you to hear that from you it's so inspiring to hear that from other people oh yeah yes 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 working towards peace in ourselves is an ongoing journey but it is a beautiful one and you were saying at the start you're quite new into this journey and certainly with your practice how would you, at this stage, how would you define your work as a coach and a healer? And what do you hope it contributes to the world? Oh, my God. You know, um, I, my main passion and my main goal is that I help people to free themselves mm. um, and to wake up, essentially, and to to push them into a direction where there is going to be momentum of oh life is good life is there's joy i can't believe in myself i am good enough i'm i'm not a puppet i am a free goddamn fucking human being and i can do whatever the hell i want and like sort of getting them to know themselves Mm. and going inward and Sometimes that's very painful for them. And sometimes it's very like, oh my God, yes, I'm, I'm excited about this. It depends where people are at in, in their hearts. But the baseline of my work is that I want people to know that they are capable of creating the life that they want mm. and that they are through all levels, wherever they are, are worthy of love. Mm. worthy of respect and that they belong 
period. Because they're here. You belong here because you're here. Otherwise, you wouldn't be here. <laughs> That's exactly really it. And um, yeah, like really passionate about conditioning, neuroplasticity, mm. breath work, like really a holistic approach. Are you, yeah. do you want to be happy, but you eat sugar all day? Like it can be as simple as that. Yeah. You know, do you move your body? Are you, what, what are you consuming? Are you listening to the news? And especially like reprogramming the subconscious mind. I'm so passionate about this. Mm. Once I figured out how conditioned I am and like started observing my thought processes, I'm like, oh my God. And that I can change it. Mm-hmm. That blew my mind. Mm. And I changed it. Because a couple of years ago, I was so insecure and so full of anxiety and panic attacks and paranoia mm. and just in terror all the time and fight or flight all the time. And now I'm telling people basically how they can have a better life. So when you commit to that and when you put the work in, this is what this is what you have to do. Like when you work with me, I ask you, do you commit to this? Or do you vow that you're gonna change? Do you take it in your hands now? Because nothing's gonna change if you don't put it in your own hands. It is only in your hands. Mm. And then I'll be there cheerleader and kick their ass and love them through it, help them through it. And it's it's really powerful. And I'm so, I'm so, oh, I'm so happy that I found this niche <laughs> and um, that people trust me and that I actually help people. This is very, like, it's, it's very hard sometimes, but what I get back, it's like, it, I'm never tired. I'm never exhausted. I'm just mm-hmm. fired up all the time. You know, that's when you know you're in the right spot, I think. Definitely. Oh, beautiful. I love mm. that so much. And I personally, I would always be grateful to have someone like you on my team. So I know whoever you're helping is in very safe hands. David, lucky to have you on their side. And mm. I'm so inspired by your authenticity and the message you are sharing with people and the work you're doing to help people. Have you had any mentors throughout your life, either spiritually or in a more general sense is there anyone that's inspired you i think in a lot of ways i feel like everything throughout the day teaches me it's not all the time but sometimes i would like see a bird and the bird would teach me something Mm. (laughs) um or i'm going deep now but yeah i had some mentors obviously like do you know krishnamurti he's an indian older guy yeah Yeah. Mm -hmm. um just anyone that kind of thinks outside of the box and um, it always changes. I would have a mentor for like a month or two to learn something specific that I need on my journey and then like taking it and like trying to integrate it or like every, everything awful that I've been through and everything good is, is a mentor, is a, is a lesson. And my friends mm-hmm. are like the way they love, the way they go through life with vulnerabilities, that is probably my biggest mentor. And then also like I have here, there's a big fat poster of a cougar on the wall because somehow that thing does it for me right now. <laughs> and then probably also like the 
the version, the future version that I have of myself, like the person that, like I see myself right now, how I am, and there's still some conditioning, like blockages, and then using my imagination. Oh my God, thank fuck we have imagination for who I think I could be in my best potential. And then like seeing the gap and that, that inspired me. And yeah, everything that I'm scared of is a teacher. Yes. Everything that I get triggered by as a teacher. Um, yeah. Was that an answer? <laughs> it was a great answer. I love that. And do you have a mentor? Do I have a mentor? Mm-hmm. I I do. I have some people. Like I've had mentors in terms of like therapy that has been helpful. Right. I've got a mentor. I'm I'm a personal trainer, and I have a oh. mentor. I have a coach that coaches me. I think all coaches should have coaches, really, because we're all still learning. Yes, absolutely. I have one um, too. Yeah. And yeah, I completely agree about how much life can be a mentor and something you said I I found so beautiful it was really powerful you were saying about your future self Mm -hmm. is like a mentor for you and I I think that's such a beautiful thought I was listening to a podcast the other day actually and Martha Beck was talking and talking about asking the universe for what you need but she was talking about how it's so important to ask the universe from a place of peace rather than Mm -hmm. a place of desperation yes Amy has that quote on the wall really yeah (laughs) amazing but she'd said something along the lines of like if you ask the universe from desperation it's like sending that request to your home address yes it's very bad whereas actually where do you want to be in the future? Who do you want to be moving forward? That's where you want to send uh, those thoughts that. to, you know? So that's what we all want to achieve, right? Peace in right. ourselves. Yes. So asking the universe from a place of peace rather out of desperation. Yeah. And there needs to be like, that's deep trust needs to mm-hmm. be there. And that that is like, I feel like ultimate positivity yeah <laughs> you feel like if it's if it's going to be up or down i trust that i'm going to be all right yeah but that and doesn't like mean have... you have to be in a perfect place that doesn't mean no not at all perfection but a place of peace that doesn't and... exist anyway yeah <laughs> exactly and like having sort of especially when you've gone through things in your life when you're traumatized there's a lot of the times a lot of energy and thoughts go into trying to process and control and like deal with the past and when you have really imagination it's such a massive gift use it it use it to everything and when you have an image of who you want to be that can be your savior that can be your pull away from everything that's trying to drag you back all the time and you change your direction instead of looking at that the the black basically and the gray and the black behind you you change change your view change your direction and like hold on to whatever you feel like you are in your best potential and go that way yes you know it it really helps getting rid of the baggage and Mm. going in the right direction and not like digging your grave deeper yeah so so well said and I love that having your future self as a mentor because 
when I look back, I think people in my life that I saw as such important mentors to me, something that was so that I'm so grateful for with them is that they were willing to give me the time and energy to help teach me. And that was because they saw something in me that I didn't see in myself at the time. Like mm-hmm. they believed I was worthy of that time and energy. They believed they were seeing a future self that I couldn't see yet. Wow. And what's powerful now is actually, like you said, I can actually see my future self is now a mentor of mine. Like wow. I can see that. Whereas it was real life mentors before that were mentoring me because they could see my future self. Right. And, couldn't. Yes. and it's wanting to get wow. to a place. And I feel like I'm finally in that place now where actually uh, my future self is also my own mentor. I can see it. I love that. So I'm so glad you brought that up. I think that's mm. a beautiful way to look at things. Can you see your future self? Yeah, it's, it's, it's not as complicated as it is as it was before um i think the main focus for me is just to love more (laughs) Mm. and to open my heart more and more and bigger and bigger and bigger and that is everything that i want in life everything that i crave and that is really my purpose and my what i want to feel is love period back to love it all comes back to love like I want my life to overflow with that mm. and I in order to have that I need to feel safe when it comes to love and that is um, I feel safe with that but there's still fears around it which is mm-hmm. tragedy so yeah that's just it other than that I don't think I have to look a certain way I don't think I have to have a six-pack I don't think I have to have certain income I just I, ju- I want to be conscious I want to love people and I mm-hmm. want to receive that and then be in service also. But that's, that's a natural thing to me. I don't think I have to work on that at all. Yes. Yes. That's yes. It. Yes. It, yes. Love it. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> yes. Yes. It. yes. <laughs> <laughs> and amongst your healing work, creativity seems to also have been a big part of your journey so far. How do you Why? know? From what you've talked about, you're constantly creating opportunities for yourself, right? That's creation. Wow, very true. You've been an author. You've been an actor. You're now creating a new role for yourself. I believe we're all creators. I I genuinely believe that we are all creative people. That's actually one of the greatest things about being a human being is our ability to create, right? We're always yes. we're doing it every day. So do you think creativity is important? And what are some of your favorite ways to express your creativity? Oh, my God. I think it's the most natural thing for us. I, I don't think there are creative people. And now it's just a because it's you just want to express yourself, basically, and make something out of it because you want to grow. I assume that's why we're also creative and like that is like if you look at it macro yeah that's us if you look at the universe that's the universe like everything is constantly creating 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 growing growing and we're just a reflection of that so it's just normal it's just natural to us to do that all the time Mm. and however that looks for you do you want to do poetry do you want to have a garden do you i don't know in my case i love making music um Mm -hmm. And that's very healing also. Uh, I love painting. I love like 
being creative in my thoughts and like writing out stuff. And it's also a like when you are creative, I think in a lot of ways you you learn how in that process to be on stand on your own. Mm. Um, not that you have to like that whole idea that artists have to suffer and we have to be in solitude that is rubbish. But because you have to use your own brain, your own heart, your own experiences, you can't look outside. If you you have to kind of do it on your own and figure it out on your own. What color do I want to lose? Yeah, it's a connection with yourself. It's a it's a relationship you start to have with yourself, get to know yourself better. Yeah, I think it's also a very playful yeah. thing that I need to do uh, to balance out the me trying to save the world. So. I think for my inner child, they always have been, oh my God, she's jumping right now. <laughs> they are jumping right now. Why is this so hard? So yeah, whatever, playful. Because I feel like all children always want to create all the time. Yeah. So let's bring that back because we're still children. Bring it back, baby. Yeah. Yeah, I think also creativity is so important in healing. Yeah. Partly because, like you said, we're all children, right? We've, we've all got that inner child in us, often very hurt inner children. And children like to play. Play is so important mm-hmm. in development and creating. So, um, yes. And oh we forget God. to do that as adults quite often. Yeah. And like create so, just for the sake of creating and not creating. Like, does this look good? Does this sound good? just create it's it's only for you and like for what wants to come out of you this is not it's not again about other people this is just about you children don't care they think everything that they're drawing is the most beautiful thing and it looks like rubbish they don't care (laughs) right it's they're expressing themselves yeah and that's that's it period yeah you're absolutely right it's very healing Mm -hmm. i think they come together they're one and the same and you seem to be growing a very beautiful community of your own. What does community mean to you? And has your idea of community changed as you've continued to grow as a person? Oh, my God. Um, community is a very, very new thing. And I, I don't think I know yet what that means. I have been a lone wolf for most of my life and uh, that was like ultra you know ultra independence is also a trauma response like i don't need anyone um so the community is something very very new and i, I mean this year new um i'm like still i think attracting my soul family and my um my my tribe my people and i think that is uh, what I'm striving for. I always thought of myself like I can never be in a group or community and I still need a lot of alone time, but I'm also, my heart is more open. So I'm very excited about this and terrified and excited. And then, I mean, community, I I really don't know (laughs) what that means. I know that I want love around me and that needs to be reflected in my community and my people. And I have this idea of having a commune, obviously, and like uh, living there with my people and like taking care of them. I also want to take care of people. And when I have rituals and 
all of that. So I'm, I'm still navigating that word. Yeah. What does it mean to you? Can anyone tell me what this means? <laughs> it is. It's such a big word and concept, isn't it? And it's one of my favorite questions to ask. I basically ask every guest and I love the answers because almost every single person's answer is the same yet completely different. No one can wow. quite define it. It's, for, it's a very hard thing to mm. define. But for me, like community is all about connection, I think. Mm -hmm. And with community, it can be geographical. Mm -hmm. It might be where you live. You're surrounded by other people and you live in your local community. So you might be in community with people that don't necessarily agree with you or have the same ideas. Right. Yet you still need to respect each other and be aware of each other. And you still have an opportunity to be kind and to look after one another yes. and to look after your home, whether mm -hmm. that's your local home or the earth that we live on, right? Right. We're all in community with that. And you can also have the community that you choose for yourself. So that yeah. is your soul family that you're creating. You're creating and surrounding yourself with a community of usually like-minded people, people that have the same goals and purposes and thoughts yeah as well wow yeah so I think community to me is all about connection really yeah. I've been lucky to be part of all sorts of different communities and growing up and being welcomed into different communities I'm so grateful for that but in myself I, I feel like I have always felt a bit like a lone wolf in that mm -hmm. I've never necessarily found like home in a community yeah. I've been welcome to ones and I've felt part of it while I'm while I'm there um, mm -hmm. and open yeah. being in that community grateful to be there wanting to learn but still feeling quite a lone wolf and never feeling quite necessarily settled or belonging in a certain yeah. community same always kind of feeling like an alien <laughs> mm. a lot of the times I feel like now that I'm finding my people, I feel less and less. That. And also because I know myself more deeply. I think I was very alienated by a lot of situations before because I didn't really know what I needed. Yeah. And I think what you said is important in that. I think well, probably why I struggled to find like or feel a sense of belonging in this community is because I was struggling to feel a sense of belonging in myself. Right? Oh, God. Yeah. So we're getting there. <laughs> and then also because when you find that out and have that deep, deep, deep connection with yourself, you know exactly what you need in order to feel like you belong. Because, yeah, it's a, it's a romantic idea that we're like so spiritual. I know that we belong. Mm -hmm. But you also, we have a very human experience and you just want to be surrounded by people who have uh, the same, same intentions and like who love you in a way mm. that's the truth like I need people around me that love me in a way that I need it and that is not codependency that is not selfish that's a very human like we're a social species we need each other and I know exactly who I need around me in order to feel safe and loved and that's I think when my community will fall together but it's a journey just like yours is, and that's okay. Oh, I'm so happy for you, though. I'm so happy that this year 
is bringing you closer to feeling more of a sense of belonging in a community and that you are it's fucking time aware of the people you want to be surrounding yourself by right now mm-hmm. thrilled for you thank you beautiful place to be in yes yes and i so i personally think being part of a community is such a big gift mm-hmm. and it allows us like we said that idea of being part of something greater than yourself I think community is such a powerful way to show a person that of there is more to us than just ourselves. And it can give us an opportunity to interact with so many different diverse and inspiring people. What Mm -hmm. traits do you admire the most in people? And why is that? Kindness. Number one is kindness is hot. Sexy, sexy kindness. (laughs) um is consciousness a trade i don't know let's make it one let's make it one i just did um i think courage or let's say vulnerability Mm. yes yeah that is still a journey for me too Mm -hmm. and humor i think i love I love, 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 love people humor for the right reasons. I think I always was someone trying to compensate for what I think is wrong with me, with my humor and making people laugh. Of like, you'll get to the punchline first before anyone else can. Kind of. Yeah. And get my sense of love from that or whatever. Um, yeah, but like humor, even in my coaching, even like with people who go through the worst, oh my God, stuff. Humor always helps me and it's also the shortest way to connect with someone i feel like Mm. if i make someone laugh like we're instantly together in a way it's one of my favorite things if i'm laughing with someone like with emmy that happens a lot if i (laughs) laugh with her and we like we laugh so much and we lean into each other while we're laughing oh my god that is so healing for me and like so joyful so yeah what are your traits I think very similar yeah kindness kindness is so needed in the world yeah humor is so important again like if someone's laughing it's if you're really laughing like it's from a genuine place you've got no inhibitions it's such a physical response like when you laugh your body is so physically in it like you said if you're laughing with your best friend you're actually leaning into each other your energy is coming together There's studies show when you laugh, the chemical release is actually changing your body on a chemical level, you know? Really? Well, you're releasing endorphins in places like India. There's laughing yoga. There's laughing classes because the effect it has on your body, the positive effect. I love that. So it's even changing your body on a physical level when you laugh. Um, I didn't know that. That makes a lot of sense, though. So it is actually healing. Yeah, it is healing laughter. And yeah, it's, and again, like you have no, you're not thinking about anything else. Your mind and your body is connected in that when you laugh. So and yeah. you're like very present, right? You're, yeah, you're, you're so, because you, you can't be anywhere else. If you're genuinely laughing, <laughs> like not putting on a laugh or anything, you're just, you genuinely are laughing. You're 100% in it. Oh my God. Yeah. I love that so much. I'd love the listeners to think about that. Think about a time where you were laughing, where you you were not like genuinely laughing and you were not 100% present physically fully in it. I don't think it's possible. 
I've never thought about that. And it's so true. Yeah. So for me, humor is so important because I, like you said, I think it just allows you to fully, like it's such an authentic and truthful place. If you can be laughing with someone, it's such a human thing to do. Um, I think it's actually my, my love language. Number one. I I don't think it's in the list of love languages. Is it? It is now. (laughs) It is now. Because I think when you want to, it's very like another form of just caring and kindness when you want to make someone laugh. Mm. Um, yeah. Um, honesty, I think, is a huge, massive, massive. Oh, my God. That is like so like required. I didn't even think about that. <laughs> it's potentially is even my number one, because I think honesty leads to everything. Honest, uh, authenticity. If you're being honest, you're being authentic, you're being yourself. I'm thinking like, can you even be kind without being honest now? No, I, I don't think any of them. So I think my, there's so many things that are the traits that I love in people. But again, vulnerability has to come from a place from honesty, honesty. from authenticity. Yeah. So yeah, I love, I love humor. I love kindness. But I think my route to all of it is honesty. I just need people to be honest and be themselves because me and another person might not even have the same kind of ideas or likes or dislikes. We might be completely different. We might be from completely different places. But as long as we are being honest and being ourselves, then that means we can still respect each other. Wow. We can still value each other. Yes, Um, absolutely. Because if you're not being honest, you're not being yourself. And then how how can I like you? I can't like yeah. you because there's no you're someone yeah. else. You you don't exist right now if you're not being yourself in front exactly. of Exactly. Like uh, you can't connect with someone who's not honest because no one's there. No one's home. <laughs> yeah. It, it's such a, it can seem like a deep thought that could go on forever. Like we could have a whole podcast on that. But yeah, if you're not, that's all I care about is people just being themselves and showing up a hundred percent as they are. And it's scary and it's difficult. Yeah. If you're not doing that, then I'm in a relationship with someone else. I'm, you know, I'm interacting with the person you think I want you to be, and I'm not interacting with you. Oh my God. So, yeah. And like a lot, a lot of people don't know that when you say, I just want you to be who you are. I think a lot of people are really irritated by that sentence because they've never been on that journey. Yeah. Part of that is being on a journey to start thinking like who am I and I think a lot of people find pressure with that question again we go in that mindset of like oh well who do I need to be (laughs) who am I yes or because they like (laughs) they identify themselves so strongly with a lot of things that are not them so they already know think they know who they are on a really superficial level and oh my god there you go if I look at any people at like my parents' age, honestly, I don't, I think most of them don't know hmm. who they are because they have they have struggled in like survival for a long time, so they've never had in evolution in time the the space to to do that. So I'm really glad our generation is starting to. Yeah, we grew up in a very exterior world. Yes, but it all starts on the inside. So yeah, you heard it here yeah. first, people. Honesty is sexy. <laughs> Honesty is sexy. <laughs> yes, it is. There we go. 
And what do you think we need more of in the world? Oh, my God. Big question. More episodes of The Golden Girls. Do you know, I have to be honest here, I've never watched The Golden Girls. I know. That's okay. You can politely end the podcast here if you need to. (laughs) (laughs) I've heard of its greatness and I'm aware of it, (laughs) but I haven't watched it yet. I think you would like it. I think your humor is very, yeah. It's just a bunch of old ladies insulting each other all the time. Sounds great. What do we need more of? Some more consciousness. Golden world and consciousness. I think, yeah. I think, yeah. Like, m- main focus is consciousness. Because that is, like, the baseline for everything. For honesty, for connection, for love, for understanding ourselves and the world. Consciousness. Wake up. People need to wake up. And basically, what I hope is happening, and I see happening, is people asking more and more questions. And, um, like... Like a lot of times when I talk to clients, I'm like, everything that you think that you know, question everything. Every belief that you have, every behavior that you have that you think is your personality mm-hmm. also doesn't exist. You can change that. Question everything and don't be obedient to any outside forces, anything. And that is terrifying because all our fake worth fake love is attached to that Mm. and we don't want to let go of that illusion but like if you want to really live your life and your life your life and your truth you have to wake up and question everything that you've learned and like reevaluate and like ask yourself how do i want to go through this life who do i want to be what do i want more of Look at your conditioning and look at your family. Look at your culture. My God, no, culture conditioning is insanity. Yeah, like if you committed to being conscious and to and you vow to yourself, I'm going to stay awake. There's more joy and more love, and more quality that will come into your life. You don't even have an idea about that. Mm-hmm. You, not, like not even in, in my imagination I could have even guessed how I'm going to feel when I step into that arena and like meet people who are like me like all the ideas I think that we have about love and joy and what life is supposed to look like in order for us to blah, 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 blah. when you get rid of that and you, you find your truth and you find a little bit of what you really are in your soul my God, hold on to that for dear fucking life because your life depends on it. Don't let go of that. And like, sometimes you have to fight in life and it's not, it's uncomfortable, but you are so worthy. And it's also, I'm sorry, your obligation because <laughs> you have been made in a certain way for a certain purpose. And when you don't step into that, you're missing out on it. We're missing out of it. That's, it's just a major fucking loss for everyone. And wake up to the, the grind that you're in, the system that you're in. Oh, my God. I don't want to. I'm not saying every one of us has to, like, grow flowers and, like, whatever. But I want people to be in their truth and wake up. Mm. Like, really, so much of the depression and burnouts and everything that we have is because people live a lie. And people don't know who they are. They don't know 
but they are free. You are free. As you are free, I tell you. And we think we're not. We think we need 5,000 billion systems in order to like survive. But oh God, yes, go on that journey to find yourself. Question everything that yeah. you know. And like commit, if you don't know what love is, if you don't know, because you grew up in a household that was a, t- a total bag of shit, then you find out. You're going to find out because at some point you knew and then you unlearned it. So your job now is to learn that again. And you're going to. If you commit to it, you're going to. There's nothing that can be in the way of that. If you're not in the way, nothing's going to be in the way of that. And about that self-love, yes, that you have to have it. Otherwise, nothing is going to come to fruition <laughs> without self-love. No, everyone in the world can tell you that they love you. If you don't feel it, it's going to it means nothing and i think that is a very abstract idea also that we have about what love is and what self-love is so if you don't know what that is just be a friend to yourself everyone knows how to be a friend that's easy just be a friend to yourself if you wake up in the morning ask yourself how you doing how you feeling if you go through something you ask what what do you need do you need a bath do you want to watch a movie do you need to call a friend this is love you care about yourself it's not as usual abstract just be a friend to yourself and you can learn that if you don't know beautifully said beautifully beautifully said and oh i could talk to you for hours me too (laughs) everything you say i'm like oh we could take this so many ways it's an absolute joy to talk to you and it's been amazing to learn more about your life and what you're contributing to the world and I would love for more people to be able to experience your energy and your work further so how can listeners support your work where can they find you I think best would be to follow me on Instagram I'm still in, still building up my homepage. oh my god that's a whole other clusterfuck like getting my business mind mm-hmm. to work help <laughs> um but yes Instagram and th- that's how I connect with all my clients. So it's very simple. And my name on there is at Marchetti. Yes. <laughs> I have to think for a second. Is that true? Yes, it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's it. And then if you need help, support with anything, either breath work, coaching, or both. And we're going to have a, like a consultation, which is for free. We'll figure out if I resonate with you and I can help you. And then we'll go from there. And I- um, grab it by the balls <laughs> let's go so if you want to grab it by the balls um, <laughs> and you want to experience more of Steph's energy and their work yeah please do so and their social media posts are so inspiring and they always leave me with beautiful questions so what mm-hmm. I'll do is I will make sure I put your social media handles in the show notes to help people find it you obviously as well thank you so much for all of the love and the wisdom you've shared today Steph before we go are there any particular words of advice that have served you well over the years that you would like to share with the community oh my god my brain is overflowing with answers (laughs) I think what I just want to leave the podcast with is have fun. (laughs) Mm. 
in life, this is a, a playground. This is not a, a ladder to climb, even though all the systems are ladders in school. In fact, the better you are, the more worthy you are. We think we are. Mama, you have the more. No, this is just you're born. Have fun. Play around. Be alive. Yeah, get to know yourself. That's where the real joy is. And then there is a quote from someone. Oh, my God. I hope I can repeat it. It's a Dutch philosopher. And he said, life is a garden, not a road. Where we go matters less than what we notice. Mm. So, yeah, you're alive. You're here. This is amazing. This is already the biggest accomplishment. And your worth and your belonging was your period. It's your birthright. It, it came as a gift when you came into this planet, when you took your first breath, and I believe when you took your last exhale. And in the meantime, your life is your own. You do with that whatever the fuck you want. You have no obligation to anyone other than being yourself. And enjoy, play. Is a playground. Mm, life is a playground. Beautiful mm. advice, Steph. Thank you so much. Ah, Meg, I love you. You're awesome. I love you right back. Thank you for your time and your energy today. Thank you Same. for always being so present in this conversation and the other conversations you have. Thank you for your authenticity. Thank you for being brave and sliding oh my into my DMs. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's a pleasure to have found you in my inbox. Thank you for continuing to share your love and your healing abilities with others. And thank you for being my kind of person. I have so much gratitude for you, Meg. I'm going to probably bombard you with a lot of gratitudes, things that was not English, but you know what I mean. <laughs> In the future. Now, honestly, people like you give me a lot of hope and a lot of um, relief because I, f- I feel like I don't have to carry it alone. Mm. And um, I see myself in you and it's, it's, it's a reflection, I think, of the work I've done with myself, but also of, yeah, I just have a lot of love for you and for what you're doing and a lot of respect. It's so sacred. I like so fucking important so thank you for doing this for the planet Mm, thank you all we want is to be seen and heard and valued right and you do that in a period so thank you my friend welcome to the community um, yay we us lone wolves we have we've got a community now (laughs) (laughs) and um yeah i'm excited to see where the journey takes us so thank you my friend thank you to the listener whoever's listening In case no one told you today, you're beautiful. You are. And we're going to leave it on that. And I hope you can feel the love. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of My Kind of People. I hope you felt the positive energy from this week's guest. If this episode was of value to you, then please rate, review and subscribe. It's so greatly appreciated. Thanks again.